Welcome to the Two Ghouls Podcast. I'm Katie, and this is my lovely co-host and cousin, Sam. Really? What? Like, I don't believe that shit. Oh, oh, they photoshopped their grave, oh, and they did it for months. Oh, hell no, I'm not looking at that. Oh, hell no, I'm not looking at that. Wow. Until they got King Eddie, Michelangelo. I literally have a picture on my computer screen right now. It's fucking real, dude. <laughs> Hello! Hi everyone! Welcome, welcome! Oh man, there's so many of you here again. I feel like I'm starting to say that a lot more and it's freaking me out. Um, This is my cousin Ashley who is muted right now. I think I actually muted you myself. Uh, Your mic is not connected. I think it's because you took your headset off, to be honest. You muted me. Now I'm here. (laughs) Sorry. All right, guys. Tonight's all about stalkers. I'm glad you guys are joining us here in the Mm -hmm. live chat. If you guys are ever interested in joining our live streams, we do go live every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, although tonight is different, different, different time frame. Um, I'll be interested to see if anyone else that doesn't normally get to watch live stream shows up, but I'm excited. This is my cousin Ashley, if I didn't already tell you guys. I think I did. Mm-hmm. I'm also pretty zooted right now, so <laughs> um, bear with me. It's Wednesday. It's Wine we Wednesday, bitches. It's fine. Oh, it's my fine. God. Love it. Okay. All right. Let's see. We'll get into the beginning of the top of the show messages. Um, again, if you guys don't aren't aware already anyway. You can drop your Zodiac in the chat if you're watching with us live, um, and we will do your horoscopes. Ashley's going to be doing y'all's horoscopes tonight, and thanks for joining us, Ashley. I didn't say that yet. Thank you so much for having me. This is really, this has been a very, very, very exciting day. Yes, I think so. I think so, too. I've been looking forward to it all day long. So, guys, these are real people we're discussing today. Keep it respectful. Trigger warnings. I want to read these off just in case. If descriptive, supposedly true stories centering around gory, real-life topics, paranormal encounters, and or anything surrounding extremely descriptive true narratives involving terror, murders, sexual interactions, mental health, anything violent or potentially cruel in nature, we suggest that you just GTFO. This podcast Mm -hmm. is not for you. You have been warned. Um, And let's see, who do we have in the chat today? Okay, we have a Taurus. That's Sam. Oh, yes. Um, Love a Taurus. Yes. Okay, more Tauruses, Cancer. Okay, yeah. Okay, so do yours first. I want to hear your horoscope. Which one? Yours. We're, we're both cancer. So I, I was going to say, it's I the same. You I are forgot. zooted. You need to come I'm back zooted. down mm-hmm. here with us. <laughs> a whole so he couldn't even get me a, um, a cup or anything. Okay. So here is the horoscope today for cancer. So this is us. Don't automatically assume that you can work out all of your problems by yourself, cancer. Katie. Mm. Just the act of talking things over with others can help shed light on a situation that was baffling you earlier. Enlist the help of others in areas where you need help. Don't be ashamed to ask for assistance. We all have problems and issues to deal with. You aren't alone. Mm, That was a good one. So, so far, I feel like that was kind of us the other day. Mm-hmm. Not that we had like a major issue or anything crazy, no, we just had but we, you and I had like a discussion about something that we yeah. kind of maybe 
butted heads about butted it. Butted heads on and mm-hmm. hashed it out. Okay. So I feel like that's really accurate. That Maybe. very accurate. Good point. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what next? I'm so Pours? excited. I love doing these. Pours? And then we'll do Scorpio. Okay. Let's see here. Scorpion. That's what Sunny is. Scorpion. Okay. Taurus. Often we ask ourselves, why me? You might feel like you ask yourself this question more than anyone else, Taurus. Your life probably seems at times like a roller coaster ride that never ends. Deep down, you realize that you have it no other way. Take a break from things today if you can. Communicate your thoughts and feelings to others. By talking it out, you'll feel much better about the situation. So I feel like that's really similar to ours. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, can you hear me okay? I just changed my mic while you were doing that. Yeah, yeah, I can okay, hear good. you. Okay. Can you hear me okay? Yes, but I would recommend putting on your headset. Your your mic is a little bit grainy. Sorry. No, you're good. No worries. Not a problem. Sure. Very similar. It sounds like everybody needs to just communicate today. Absolutely. I mean, at all times, I'm a huge advocate for communication, especially with your partner, your spouse, your friend, coworker, whoever. Communication is always key. Agree. Do I sound better now? Yes, you sound a lot better. Perfect. Okay. Sorry, we got a one headphone it tonight. I was like... (laughs) We're gonna go. We're gonna go stream Sims too, guys. <laughs> That's what's going on tonight. Apparently, I I can't stand this mic. I sound so quiet in it whenever I'm using it, and so I've been trying to like figure out new ways that I can do it. But anyway, um, who else was it? Scorpion. Scorpion. Scorpio. No one is going to be catering to your needs today, Scorpio. So get up and do things on your own. Mm. Spicy. You'll find that there is little sympathy from others and strong opinions are a dime a dozen. There's a great deal of gossip buzzing around that you may be tempted to join in on. Don't be an enabler of this sort of behavior. It's only Mm. going to alienate you from others in the long run. Mm. Really good advice. I will tell Sunny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sunny? Get your shit together. Get your shit together. Um, so the last part of Scorpion, Scorpion, oh, Scorpio, it's complicated, but it doesn't have to be. Okay. So that was it. That was a good one. Yeah. Guys, the horoscopes are like really, really good today, I think. Mm-hmm. I think um, so too. Do you want to go over the merch with me? Have you seen yeah. the merch? Um, uh, yeah. I just want to show everybody it. some merchies. I'm going to share my screen here. Give me five seconds. Mm-hmm. Wow. Joey was right. This brownie. This is <laughs> spicy. It's spicy. Merch store. Here we go. So if you guys yeah, go to twoghouls.com, you can find our blog. You can find our RSS feed for the podcast. If you guys are ever like stranded and can't get to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, but you can still somehow use the internet, you can go to twoghouls.com. Um, and this here you can see is our merch site. This is our spring collection. I still have not gotten around to putting in any effort into the summer collection just yet. I decided to do it myself. I'm laughing because I decided to do it myself and shit hit the fan. So this is where we are right now. Um, This is what happens when you procrastinate, kids. Um, Yeah, 
So I have like the witchy, not wicked vibe that's going more for like a garden feel. Mm -hmm. And then you can see the never too old to bloom. It's more of like a biker feel. We count, we have like a tank top. This comes in yellow. We have a uh, hoodie comes in black stickers and we have hoodies and tank tops and the other thing as well. If you guys don't like this collection, we do always have the classic two ghouls podcast mug. Um, and right now there is a sale going on trying to get rid of some of our spring collection. I hold on. I have a code that you guys can use for 20% off. It is code by spring, B-Y-E-S-P-R-I-N-G. And that'll get you 20% off. And you guys will be supporting the podcast. So yeah, there's that. Ashley, I want to hear what the fuck you have to tell me today. Your stories okay. are fucking wild. I'm excited. Okay. So anybody that has not taken a peek at what we're going to be talking about today, um, Katie and I are going to be doing some of the best, juiciest stalker stories that we could find on Reddit. And I myself had a stalker, um, not as intense as some of the stories that I've read, but this was a little bit different than just like a, Oh, my ex-boyfriend broke up. Oh, with it me. was still scary. None the fucking less. Yeah. I yes. lost sleep over it. It was, yes. uh, yeah. Terrifying. So yeah, so, guys, stick around for that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that like was a story. <laughs> that was a doozy. <laughs> so um I can go first or you can go first. No, you go first. I want to hear first. your stories first. Okay. Do like a couple. Yeah. So um I have a couple and then I have one really long one that I found that I just <sighs> Do you want to save that one for last or do you want to do it now? I am I I don't know. Last? Okay. I think I am gonna save it okay. for last because that one's even Whichever crazier than go. my story. So Okay, okay, okay. I'm excited for the first yeah. season. So my first story that I found is kind of like, I feel like if you're a woman, we all at some point have experienced this, which after I tell this story, it's, it literally is going to make you say, yeah, I've been there. That has happened to me. Mm. And it's terrifying just simply because you're a woman. Mm. So this is just a little bit of like light stalking. Which I feel like there's no black and white with stalking. There's a lot of gray area. It can be, you know, minuscule to like an extreme scale, like the super long story I'm going to tell today, which anyways. So I will get into this. So my source for this is Reddit. Um, The poster's name is Winnie the Love Pup. And this was posted two years ago. Um, and she writes, this is going to be long, so I apologize in advance, but it was creepy as hell. Mm. And this one just, so she writes, I was at the local grocery store. I visit weekly to shop for food. I normally spend a hundred to 200 bucks a week on food for myself and my family. So I always leave with a full cart. I'm standing in the checkout line, minding my business when a tall man, I'd guess early 40s, approached me and complimented my hair. Your hair is gorgeous, loud enough for everyone within Mm. a 20-foot radius to hear. Obnoxious, right? Yep. Yeah. Now I totally interacted with dudes like that. (laughs) Right? Because you're like... (laughs) Yes. Like, there's been men that, like, call me out, and you're mm -hmm. like... Okay, can we not? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I do I do yeah. relate to that so far. Like big time out, but it's like if you don't reciprocate, then it's kind of like, oh, you're a bitch. I yes, gave you a every single fucking one of them. Welcome yes. to this woman. God, Welcome. it sucks, dude. It really does. 
Now, I appreciate a compliment as much as the next girl, but it was a little obnoxious to say the least. Mm -hmm. I thanked him politely and redirected my attention to my cart where I awkwardly started organizing the items in hopes that the 15 pairs of eyes now staring in my direction would look elsewhere, which is enough to like incite a panic attack like right away. Yes. Unfortunately, Loudmouth didn't take the hint. He started asking rapid fire questions, statements, barely pausing for me to get a word and edgewise before the next sentence would spill out of his mouth. So he's just being a giant asshole. He's Mm. interrupting her just like being super bothersome. Right. Men. (laughs) Men. Honestly, men. (laughs) This is when it gets really awkward as if it wasn't weird enough. He asks if I want to go out with him sometime, maybe tonight after I put my groceries away. Oh, my God. He could come to my house and help (gasps) me put my groceries away. Oh, Oh my God. Mm. I told him I didn't think my husband would appreciate that, and he got angry. Uh I was freaked out at this point, and everyone was still staring at me. After I rejected his offer, his mood changed so fast. It was like a light switch got flipped and the compliments turned into nasty insults and curses. Mm, Mind you, right? This guy didn't have a cart or anything in his hands to buy. He was just kind of standing off to the side of the line, like leaning on one of the drink refrigerator displays. Like he, So this guy was just in the, in the grocery store, like harassing this woman and God knows how many other women. Yes. Yes. Seriously. Right. No, thank you. Exactly. Yes. Samantha. Yes, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nope. Big, big. No, thanks. Out. So here to save the day. Thankfully, a gentleman who was in an aisle within my sight, who presumably heard the whole thing, came up behind us and asked him if he was in line. Loudmouth that had been harassing her said no. And you know, other guy that was trying to help this woman told him he basically needed to fuck off. Yes. To my surprise, Loudmouth stepped aside and with one final insult, stomped out of the grocery store <laughs> and leaves. Right? Okay. Um, I lost my place. Let's see. I thank the gentleman and we continued waiting in line with um, me with an entire week of groceries and him with a bottle of Gatorade. I offered to let him go in front of me because he really didn't you know, have anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and he declined saying that he wasn't in a rush. Um, it was really like one of those guys scenes in a movie where the nice tough guy saves the girl from the jackass is how Mm -hmm. she explains it. Um, him not going ahead of her is going to come into play in a second here. Oh boy. Okay. Even so I was afraid loudmouth would be waiting outside. So I asked the cashier to call one of her coworkers to walk me out to my car. Gentleman insisted that he would be happy. This is the gentleman that, you know, saved her from the loud ass douchebag in the mm-hmm. grocery store. So this guy tells her he'd be happy to escort her to her car and she accepted. Um, but as I stood there watching the cashier ring my items up, I was overcome by this sick feeling. Like I was oh, going God. to vomit mm-hmm. everywhere. Been there. Ugh. I decided it was just my nerves as I have some issues with anxiety and this reaction is pretty normal. It typically passes within a few minutes once I mentally talk myself down from it. But for fear of further embarrassment this time in the form of projectile vomiting in the middle of the grocery store, I hurriedly paid and took a seat on a bench close by. Mm. I told gentlemen 
never mind. And that I was a little freaked out. So I was going to call my husband. He was going to come pick me up instead. Um, we'd get the car later. I didn't care. I just wanted to make sure that I got home in one piece. Yeah. Um, he told me, have a nice day and walked out of the door. Hand to God. As soon as he walked out of the building, I felt normal again. <gasps> so still blaming my anxiety, I felt sort of silly, but I'd already called my husband. So I stood up and pushed my cart over to the window to watch for my ride just in time to see a junky white SUV drive by. Oh, with loud mouth in the driver's Shut seat. Up. Oh, my God. Dude, gentlemen, gentlemen in the passenger seat got into the junky white SUV. I about shit myself. Shit. I read that and I was like, what a shit fucking that makes my scam. tummy hurt, bro. Doesn't it wow. really just make you like, you're just like, wow, mm -hmm. like that, that is unbelievable. happens to women everywhere. That is all so the time. horrifying. But yeah, <gasps> it fucking does. You know the ones that come around on Facebook that like our friends will share? And it's like literally like in like Newport News or like yes. fucking Williamsburg. Yes. And you're like too close to home, too close to home. I can't yeah. do this. Yeah. Yes. You took the yes. words right out of my mouth. Yes. yes. Uh, and it happens can't. all the time. Yes. And a lot of them have kids. Yes. And they're like, oh, let me help you with your bags. Let me yes. hold your baby. Yes. And it's like grandmother oh, it's so figures sick. are like, let me help you. It's sick as fuck. Back back up. Back the fuck God, up. Fuck sex trafficking, dude, in this world. Yeah. It's just so fucked up. It is. Chase. Do you want me to read you a story? I want you to read me a story. Okay. Have a, have a little seat. Get yourself a little snickety snack. I'm, I'm having a seat. Have a, a sip of wine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. This first one is going to be a little bit long. Okay. Here, let me share. That's okay. It was on Reddit. It was on Ask Reddit. I went to Ask Reddit and I searched people who had stalkers. When did you first realize you were being stalked? Mm -hmm. And the first comment that I saw was, I wanted, I wanted a prom date in 1986. I oh, ended wow. up with a fucking psychopath. He was abusive <laughs> as hell. And God. it took me four years to actually get away from him safely. I'd go to the police and they would just tell me that he just liked me and wanted to date me. I'd mm. go to my parents. They'd say, it's not our problem. Okay. That's a little bit crazy. I had to take, I had, I had to take extreme measures to get away from this guy. Oh. I had tried to break up with him a few times. Once he jumped off the roof of the shopping mall and hurt his leg another time his friend called me and told me to look out of my bedroom window there was psycho ass uh in a fucking tree with a rifle pointed at my little sister's bedroom window dude i finally got rid of him in 1990 when he told me that only death what where did it oh i lost it oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh, only death would separate us, okay? Oh, God. Mm, I faked mm, mm, mm. an overdose of pills. I oh, didn't take them all, but I made it look like I had. I knew I'd be found. My roommate took me to the ER. I drank the liquid charcoal. I told the psychiatrist on duty that my death was the only way to get away from this guy. And yes, oh. I wasn't thinking clearly. Yes, it was a shitty thing to fake. Save your vitriol. Finally, someone listened to me and put me in touch with services and support so that I could get away safely. That's fucking Aww. crazy. He moves away at the end of the summer. I'm free, or am I? 1991, I get random shit in the mail, carpet samples, samples of Depends, Elvis commemorative plates, just weird shit. I know it's him. Wow. I'm in my first apartment. 
the apartment across the hall opens up and who moves in that's Stop. right psycho ass the building is for sale who buys the fucking building shut psycho up ass. i'm talking. not kidding he bought my apartment <laughs> building no idea where or how he got the fucking money i moved out in the middle of the night i took my shit and i fucking ran i got a new job i get fired because of a customer complaint i point out that the complaint was for a time when that i wasn't even working i get a new apartment my landlord calls me into the office to ask if i'm really turning tricks wait what if i really am turning tricks in my apartment weird shit like that keeps happening what i don't know what the apartment he keeps popping up and undermining my life my friends he tells anyone i date that he's going to kill them that oh they were God. still dating, dating, and I'm dating, and cheating on him with the new guy. By 1996, I've moved halfway across the fucking country. Okay, so this has been going on for <laughs> nine years. Yes. yes. This is a lot to digest. Yes. I'm, oh my God. You know what the best part is? I only skimmed over this so that I could be just as surprised with you. My heart is in my stomach right now. It's the first time for both of us. It's a lot. This is so fucking crazy. (laughs) Okay. By 1996, though, I have moved at this point halfway across the country. It was awesome. He had no idea where I was, and I was so happy. Unfortunately, I had to move home in 1998, and he kept... I don't know why I'm laughing. This is so fucked up. And he kept fucking with me. I would come home. All of my radio stations would be turned one digit down, like 95. Oh, my God. It's like psychological shit. Yes. Oh my god. Like 95.7 would be 95.5. There was an alarm clock in my closet that went off at 3 a.m. He let the air out of my tires. Thankfully, a cop moved in upstairs and then fucking with me. Stop. I don't hear or see him until 2002. The fucking year Shrek comes out, mind you. 2001. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. 2001. I would know this. I just was like, I'm sorry. What the fuck is wrong with me? I saw not funny. <laughs> Who is this woman? I want to send her a care package. I know. I'm I shocked. I'm going to think that someone's stalking her if we do. cannot be real. I am so I on the floor. This is insane. Okay. I don't see or hear him until... I don't hear or see him until 2002. He fucking strolls into my work. I worked in a store in parentheses and I quit immediately. I'm married by now. I tell my husband what's up. We move. The last time I saw him was in 2008. I was dropping my son off at day camp. I hear my name across the street. It's psycho ass. He's got a camera with a long lens on it. I keep my cool. I ignore him. I go into the camp office and tell them that there's a guy across the street taking pictures of the kids as they're being dropped off. They call the police. Mm. There's a bit of dust up and he's thrown on the ground and driven off. And that is the last that I've heard or seen of him. And I hope he rots. So that was in 2008. Okay. That's fucking crazy. Wow. Wow. That was a wow. lot. Wow. Yeah. And, I, was, and I'm kind of like shaken four for her years ago. I hope like, that. Yeah, I know. I'm like, girl, mm. that's a lot. That's well, at lot. least I assume it's a girl, but D1 DOS M1TH on the uh, T-Lag Pro Ask Reddit questionnaire. Okay. But yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> Do you want another one? 
that shocked the hell out of me. I, I love do, but I almost myself. like, like, I'm like, should we talk about that? And then I'm like, mm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm let's, so let's just let that one Where do hang. We even start. I feel like that spoke for itself in more ways than I feel like I was prepared for. Honest to God. The, well, Christ. that's the thing that kills me is <sighs> normally. I say normally, I wouldn't know the answer to this because I'm not a fucking stalker, but I feel like, all right, let's talk about Joe Goldberg for a second. Totally hypothetical situation because we're talking about a TV show, but he gets fixated on different people over certain periods of times. Right. This particular individual was fixated on one woman for over 20 years. Yes. How fucking disturbing. I have I haven't been told a story that disturbing in a very long time. Can you imagine like having to watch your back for over 20 years? Anything you do. I know. Right there. Literally everything. Like the fact that he was sending his own mail to her house is so fucking scary. How did he fucking know? Especially back when technology wasn't exactly where it's at today. Mm -hmm. You have to be that on top of someone. Yeah. He had to have always been literally one step behind her for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. I just wonder if he like knew people in her life that were like working against her. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that would make sense. That she would regularly be close with. That's the yeah. only way I can make sense of him knowing that much about her. That would but make anyway. sense to me too. But that's mm. that. Sure. That was Chaos. intense. I'm like sweating. <laughs> yeah. I, I am too because I'm like, oh my God, run lot. away. It makes me so scared because, oh, I watched this TikTok today and it was saying something about like, you always have secret admirers, whether you like it or not. You do. You really do. There are people that are watching that you have no idea are watching. I mean, think about all the people that you don't associate with really Mm -hmm. in real life. But like, there's a couple people that you probably like, not hyper fixate on, but like, you stay up to date with them without even really intending on it, like in your newsfeed. Mm -hmm. You're fixated on that person, whether you like it or not, and you're becoming an admirer of them. It makes yeah. you wonder, like, is the algorithm ever working against us in that way? Like, can we have someone hyper fixated on us because of that? I don't know. I think I feel like that didn't make any sense. But no, it does. That's, that's a theory. Like one of the reasons I was hesitant to do this is because I know what it's like to have a stalker. Someone God, that actually, like yes. didn't even know me. Yeah. Had no clue. Which just saw me and was like, her. God. Oh, so as fuck. Yeah. I have a short story. Please read. Um, all ears. So this again, Reddit was posted by. This is seven days ago, actually. <gasps> okay. This was a week ago. So this one's Jesus really, Christ. really recent, and it's it's so like ugh, it's it's sad because it's kind of like shit. But God, oh, you're scaring me. Okay. I no, I mean it's. it's <gasps> This was posted by Ronosaurus. And he asks, as in, let me see, does anyone know of any successful stalker stories? As in, person A has been dreaming of being with person B so much that they push themselves until they actually end up in a relationship with B because Mm -hmm. person A gives in. Um, Did it end up being a toxic or a healthy relationship? And Seven days ago, Annie Abattoir comments and says, yeah, knew a guy who bragged about how he stalked his new co-worker until she finally gave in. 
he knew her. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, he knew her schedule from the moment she woke up to when she fell asleep at night, her work schedule naturally because they work together. Um, gym schedule, favorite jogging trails, etc., and would Look. pop out of nowhere with flowers <gasps> and treats for her. Like, hey, holy shit, bro, that gives me chills. Thought you wanted this on a random fucking Down Thursday to afternoon. The running trails, bro. It's I no can't. Story. This is yeah. insane. He liked to brag that there was nowhere she could hide from him. Like it was romantic instead of horrifying, she states. Holy like shit. he's he's like, I just I love her so much. There's no she can't go anywhere without me. Like, no, dude, that's extremely unhealthy. Oh so my God. when she kept saying no, he got their co-workers to try to convince her that he was a great guy and that she needed to give him a shot. Sounds implausible now, but this was in the 80s. Wow. So this is also another 1980s. How did they do it? How? She finally gave in. He knocked her up and she gave up and married him. But this is where it gets. She says it was so uncomfortable to be around them. He was so obviously obsessed with her almost a decade later. And she was distant and almost robotic around him. alone she was extroverted and happy but she would just go blank faced around him anytime they were together he'd be physically clinging on to her while she was stiff as a board so it sounds like she obviously when she's around him she's extremely detached yeah and they're together just for the kids or just for the child or whatever horrifying yeah I don't know what their life was like at home since I only knew them casually, but when she was diagnosed with cancer at a relatively early age, she chose not to treat it and passed (gasps) away a year later. I'd say the relationship was probably toxic, but I can't know for sure. I just know that I still feel disturbed thinking about him. Wow. So again, we have another story where... The person that is being stalked feels like the only way out is death. Mm. Like that's how yes. big of an impact stalking has on God. people. Oh my God. This is crazy. It's, it's, it's it, so that, that one got me because I'm like, this woman probably had her whole life ahead of her. And she feels like, well, now I've got a kid and I've got this husband that like, I can't Jesus get the fuck away Christ. from. So now I'm just like. What do Jesus I do? Jesus Christ, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Mm, that gives me chills. Yeah. Sad. Mm, mm, mm. So sad. Yeah. Good grief. All right. Do you want a short one, a medium one, or a long one? Mm, we'll do a short one. Short one. Okay. Here we go. On Ask Reddit again, it was also underneath of the same uh, thing that I read earlier. Mm. I was playing with a girl who almost became my stepsister. We shared a bedroom and she wanted to play Barbies. I had this really weird feeling though. And I looked up at the window, the light in the room made it so that I could only see our reflections. I decided to go up to the window and cup my hands to see to my shock. There was a car in the street and inside was a man with a camera. 
I could tell he had a camera because he was leaning against the giant lens on the door of his car. What was really eerie is that he didn't react or anything when it was clear that I noticed him. He kept presumably snapping away. I ran and told my biological mom that there was some guy taking pictures of us through our window. My, oh God, my biological mom is chilling. This is awful. She's just, hey, she's chilling. No, I said I'm chilled. Like oh, I was chills. like, I thought you meant like she's chilling, like she's no. just like, yeah, what the fuck? I don't <laughs> no. believe you. I'm like, what? Oh, wait, no, I think I think she does like laugh it off at first though, but then she looks outside and she freaks out. My yeah. biological mom never believed me when bad stuff happened, but she humored me this time by peeking out of the curtains. I watched the surprise register on her face, which quickly turned to anger. She grabbed her most loyal and scary looking dog and went outside. The guy starts putting away the camera. And then my biological mom lets the dog off of her leash. By the time the guy started to speed away, our dog was about a foot from his door. After that, the man started showing up exclusively when my biological mom and her boyfriend weren't home. I was about 12 when this was going on and it was terrifying. Children. That's rough. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Another one that I didn't read fully. I just skimmed and I am shooketh. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mm. Again, children, children, Mm. 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 this is going to follow them into their adult lives and they are going to trust no one. God. And to think you never truly know when they stop. You just Mm -hmm. assume. You just assume. And then, yes, that's where that thought comes in. It's like death is truly the only way away from these people. That is horrifying. I know. Death for them or for you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yep. God, yep. ugh, gives me chills. Do you have any others or you want me to go into mine? Let's, you go into yours. Okay, okay. Am I allowed a bathroom break or do I have yes, to sit here? Yes, please go. I'll talk about the merch while you go. And then we'll come back and we'll read some spoopy, scary okay. skeleton stories. Good. Okay. Guys. Did you know that we have merch? Yes, I know. It's a little bit unbelievable. Just kidding. I'm sure it is. But we, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm like really high right now. <laughs> Forgive me. But um, I, I went ahead and kept our spring. Um, I'm going to take you to our website. Give me just a second here. I went and left our spring merch up in the store for a little bit longer, um, bleeding in summer, I know. But because I wanted to start my own merch line, I am kind of putting a delay in it because I haven't started working on it quite yet. All of my attempts have been really bad. But um, you can see the um, the collection that I have here, the Witchy Not Wicked. We have it in a sweatshirt and a tank top. We have Never Too Old to Bloom in a sweatshirt and a tank top. This tank top also comes in like a mustardy yellow. And if you guys aren't interested in any of these collections we do always have the classic chuckles podcast mug that you can buy for just ten dollars and it would help to support the show that you know and love so much (laughs) just kidding thanks for humoring me um hopefully ashley will come back but i kind of want to read the chat so if you guys are up in the chat what do you guys think so far about these stories these are insane right oh my god sam 
the fact that people think I'm just being sweet instead of realizing how toxic shit like that, it just freaks me out. Yes, fully agree. Because guys can be like, oh, I'm just being like quirky or I'm being fun or like it's not stalking because like they're not technically saying no. Like it freaks me out. Hey, you're back. Hi, I'm back. I was reading the chat. Yes, yes, no problem. Okay. Long or medium? Let's go long. Why not? Long. I'm here for it. Long hair. Don't care. Okay. Same Reddit thread. Okay. Wow. This I, thread has got it going on. It's fucked. This is literally on a throwaway account. Okay. Here we go. A what, a what now? What a throwaway mean? account, which is so, an account like people make it just to post this shit and then <laughs> like anonymous, but anonymous on top of anonymous. Jesus I'm fucking listening. Christ. i'm not ready okay i went to go visit my dad out of state because i just really 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 needed to get away from my extremely toxic mother and her family for a while Mm -hmm. toward the end of my vacation i was like i'm a legal adult there's nothing stopping me from just staying here and i decided it was better for my mental health and overall well-being to just Mm -hmm. stay near my dad Mm -hmm. god i feel like this is not gonna go well Mm. my mom flipped her shit. I told her, I just really want some space. When I'm ready to talk to you, I'll Mm. call you. But they have no sense of boundaries. So she and my half-sister constantly called my dad's house trying to get me to come back to live with them. My sister would call, hang up when I wouldn't answer, and then call again right away. So there would be 30 calls on our caller ID in the span of 30 minutes. When I wouldn't pick up the phone, my sister switched to bombarding my MySpace inbox with one insane message after another at 3 a.m. I started noticing weird things around town. Cars I didn't recognize would slow down by me when I was out walking. Mm-hmm. People that I just had just met would suddenly know things about me and ask my mom like they were going to try and get more info my oh my god i'm, well, my I'm reading mom. sam's comment <laughs> i'm gonna read the comments because i'm not talking but yeah go ahead Sorry. you're good oh my god my mom called out of the blue one day to ask about my hair when i lived with her she always made it, me keep it long as a means of control my hair is very mm-hmm. thick heavy and on the dry side so it was always a nightmare to keep it down past my waist like she wanted after i decided i was staying with my dad one of the first things i did was chop my hair off mm-hmm. super short mm-hmm. it felt great getting rid of it all and i found out after all this time my hair was actually curly i never knew because all that hair weighed the curls down so when my mom called and gave me this really bitchy how long is your hair now i just told her I cut it because it's my hair. Why? You have people out here spying on me? She sputtered, what? No, I just asked because I'm your mom. I could just feel that you cut your hair because moms always know stuff about that. They're children. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Whatever. After a year, my dad and I moved to a different house and never gave my mom or her family the new address. Key Mm -hmm. point. I never filled out a change of address form, but when my maternal grandmother sent me this really weird card in the mail, she addressed it to the old house. The post office wrote my new address on it and sent it back to her. And she 
resent it to my new place. So after that, random cars would start showing up in our driveway and just sit there. Our driveway wasn't lit. It was on a main road with a lot of traffic. And if you didn't know the driveway was there, you'd miss it. My friends would miss it even if they knew it was coming up where they started parking on the side street because my driveway was such a pain in the ass. This this wasn't the type of place where you pulled in to turn around, yet here were these cars in our drive. My stepmom caught one, and as soon as she opened the door to ask, can I help you, the car booked it out and went off down the street. I had a job at a fast food restaurant to pay for college, and things were good until one day someone comes in and says in this sing-song voice, oh, hi, throw away, so good to see you. His fucking username. I look and there's this woman standing on the other side of the counter and it took me forever to recognize her as my mom's sister-in-law. I didn't talk to her, but apparently she called my maternal grandmother and mom right away to let them know she found me and where I was working. Then mom packs up her entire family, her parents, my half-siblings, my insane sister, her husband, their kids, everybody, and drove halfway across the country to show up at my job unannounced to, I don't fucking know what, but they were filming me with a video camera with a whole crowd of them, and I have a feeling my mom was attempting to gang kidnap me because she was trying to get me to come out from behind the counter while they were all crowded around. I refused and wouldn't answer with anything, but I'm at work. You need to leave. There's really no ending to this because even 13 years later, I'm still dealing with their bullshit. It's not as frequent as it used to be, but every once in a while, they can't help but try to send me messages through whatever means they can try to contact me, like LinkedIn messages or something, just to be fucking annoying. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I have a really great assistant that runs my work Facebook Uh, So not only does she catch all the crazy, so I don't have to see it. She gets a taste of their insanity firsthand. So there's some validation there that someone else can see it. Jesus fucking Christ. What kills me is it's like mom is the one with the beef, Mm. right? Mm. Yeah. So why is the whole family and 15,000 cousins there? Mm. What's that about? Like, I know she's dragging them into it. Like, it's not their fucking problem. But they they went willingly. Yes. But they went Good night. willingly. Good night, baby Sunny. <laughs> I love oh. you. See you later. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you. Joey brought me some wine. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That I was love really nice. that glass. Thank you. It's Man. actually like one of those. This is the thing I was trying to tell you about the other day that I have at my house. You were like, I need something for my, what was the name of your drink? Your Svedka. Oh, my like, Svedka self. Svedka in here, but like yeah. Joe uses it like a cup sometimes because it keeps it cool. But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Sam commented, are we sure this isn't from <laughs> Reddit narcissistic? <laughs> have that, you seen I mean, that subreddit? I have That's not. It's like a real thing. I couldn't believe it. Mm. That story gave me like heart palpitations. Okay. Are you ready for the medium one? <laughs> I am ready for the medium one. That's how I named all of them today. Right? That was really good. That was good. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay. Close call. Pervert in my house. This oh. was on the subreddit, Let's Not Meet. Okay. Familiar with it. Whew. I was a pretty and relatively smart 15-year-old girl, a good kid who did well in school despite a tough childhood. I was working at an amusement park full-time during the summer. The area I lived in could be sketchy, but having grown up with little to no adult supervision, I was used to trying to look out for myself. My father was out of town. 
Mother was long out of the picture and my sister, three years older, and myself were staying at our home alone. I finished at work 11 p.m. when the park closed and walked home by myself as it usually did. It wasn't far, perhaps 10 minutes. What if this was fucking Bush Gardens, bro? <laughs> it like changes everything for me. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's too scary, too close. I arrived home. My sister was still out somewhere and I got ready for bed. Um, putting my pajamas on, I crawled into bed. I was starting to fall asleep, but heard a small noise. I didn't know what it was, but it didn't seem like the usual house noise. So my bedroom was on the second floor with no, with stairs leading up to it. Excuse me. I didn't hear anything after that noise. Didn't investigate, just chalked it up to nothing. I started to fall back asleep when I heard what sounded like hesitant footsteps on the stairs. I was instantly awake, but in my mind, it was my sister just coming home and climbing the stairs where her bedroom was. Still in bed, though, I yelled out, Wendy, Wendy, is that you? I heard nothing back. I yelled again, Wendy, is that you? Nothing. More footsteps. I was petrified. But I, as I tell the story to this day, I don't understand some of my reactions that night. So I can't really explain them. I got out of bed, opened the door um, fully and went out to the stairs where I stood at the top below me about halfway up the stairs was a man I had never seen before. He looked to be early 20s, a little taller than my five foot than my um, five foot seven. Not a big guy, but solid with blonde curly hair. I asked him when what he was doing. His reply was a garbled mess, something along the lines of, where's Wendy? My mother told me not to get mixed up with women. Where's Wendy? From his oh. manner and wild-eyed look, he seemed like he may have been doing drugs. He had followed mm-hmm. me home from the park and was asking, where's Wendy? In response to my calling out for her. For some reason, I got very angry, not just scared, and started screaming at him to get out of my house, to get out of the house, that I was going to call my father and Wendy, and he needed to just get out. To my surprise, he did. He turned around and ran back down the stairs, and I didn't see where he went after that, but it turns out he must have left. I have no idea how he got in, but he was definitely there for me. That's why he followed me, not burglary or anything else. He was looking Mm -hmm. to R-word me and who knows what else. I think the only reason he left was because he had no idea where my sister Wendy was, thought she was in the house, and it added a complication to him getting caught. So he was just standing there like all stunned. Oh, my God. Right. I was so shaken. I stayed up the rest of the night. I didn't call the cops, didn't call a friend. The only person I told was my sister the next day. I don't know why. I just sat in a rocking chair, clutching my cat and rocking and crying, staying awake till the next morning. My sister never did come home that night. She stayed at a friend's and came home the next day. This happened 35 years ago. I never told anyone till now. Oh my God. Holy cow. That's, this is, this is the most wild, like I have Reddit. chills when Reddit. you're like this happened yes. 35 years ago because it's like I feel like people are just now mm. coming out feeling and okay to tell to their talk story. About it. Yes, 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 yes. <sighs> chills, mm. chills. Yeah. Okay. Coming back to factor fake. I think that will ease our hearts a little bit. <laughs> We might get scared. Maybe it'll start a new situation for us, but it'll get us yeah. away from those horrifying stories. Yeah. Holy shit. That was a lot. Okay. Yeah. Give me Too like, real. 
five seconds. Give me your thoughts. You can read the chat. I would like to hear what the chat has said. Well, I'm going to get this shit straight up. All right. Shared up here. I'm going to go to a different page, though. I'm not We've just had a lot of responses from Sam, which I'm totally cool with, because Sam, you and I could talk about this all Yes, this shit is crazy. Yeah, no wonder. Talking about the last... Um, uh, stalker story. No wonder this child mm. wanted to get away from you, bro. What the fuck is what Sam said? Yeah, that. I mean, that if that parent was willing to go to that extent, like, can you imagine that the the life that the child had had God. before she decided to s- step away from her mom? No kidding. No kidding. That was crazy. No that kidding. Was it is so crazy, crazy that she did wrap up like everyone to go and do it and like nobody said anything about it being weird because they were all probably just as equally scared of her you know listen if that was my daughter and i said lori get the fuck in the car Mm -hmm. we're gonna go get my child she'd be like no bitch you're on your own this is your issue yes yes normal (laughs) mom (laughs) because yeah this is your issue to fix with your child you fix it yes bitch holy shit bro in a healthy manner yes oh why is it so fucking normal to people they think this is fucking normal okay i'm gonna share my stream here take a peek at stalkers welcome to our google doc i'm gonna take you on downtown to factor fake this was uh thankfully sent in by sam who i forgot to tell (laughs) you guys but she is off off the clock right now because she is pregnant she's getting really close to having her little bean and we're so excited and that's why ashley stepped in today and she's one of our lovely guests lovely lovely guests our pink-haired queen (laughs) pink-haired mess pretty much (laughs) i don't think you're a mess i think you're beautiful y'all beautiful seriously just wait for it anytime people tell me they're into paranormal stuff i show them this video Am I supposed to be looking right now? Because I can't see anything. You can't see anything? Shit. I thought I was sharing my screen. <laughs> Whoops. Bitch. No. <laughs> I've been like looking at my thing this whole time. Okay. Now you can see it. <laughs> Same set. I've clocked out. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know how I feel about this one. I don't know. There was one where I was like, oh, I'd be so out of there. So this quick. video? You've seen it? I have seen this one. This one in particular. Yes so slow for me just wait oh god oh god pay attention to the window What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know either because when I look at that type of window, it looks like this may be an older house. That window looks super heavy duty. So it's like. Oh my God. It's crazy because I totally didn't even notice that the window was like opening yet. Yeah. You know? It's so, so, so slow. Yeah. You got to pay super close attention. Yes. But yeah. I don't know. How do we feel? I don't know. I'm. I don't know. It felt so subtle. It wasn't like all of those other videos that feel like they're just doing it for like the likes or whatever. I don't yeah. know. It was so slow and like methodical and like well thought out if it was fake. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see. It deserves major credit if it is fake. It's in the middle for me. I don't know. It's convincing. I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Hopefully, you could hear the sound, right? Um, I see that hole right there? Right there? You said yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, can. I can hear him that talking. That is the room, and it's not on the blueprint. So someone has kicked this is the laundry chute. Someone kicked a hole in that side. What the fuck? What in the golem? Nope. <laughs> nope. I don't know. That sounded like his buddy making that noise. I gotta skip to that. In that side. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that one. I, think I don't know. Was down there, it was like. Bleh! I, uh, <laughs> I do too. I think that was his buddy or something. I think that that was, sounded too human, like <laughs> sounded like Gollum. Oh my god! Okay, let's try this one. These are so funny. Yeah. Oh god! Yeah, this. I think I've seen this. Mm-hmm. Question mark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on, play. Because it's a baby cam, I don't know that you'll be able to hear anything. Oh, true. It's not. But I don't know because some baby cams you can, some you can't. Why is it crying? This one for me personally, because I think I have seen this one before, but this one for me personally, this. If I saw this on Bodhi's camera, I would probably burn the house down. You can have it. It's oh your God. house now. <gasps> yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No way. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Yep. <gasps> oh, yep. Yep. That's yep. exactly yep. what here I am. Like, oh, like, no, nope, we're getting out of here. <laughs> I, I would have end. that exact reaction. <sighs> we all know like, how rocking chairs going work. Out of here. Mm. Yeah. Mm. They're heavy. Mm. They're heavy duty chairs. Yes. And that's like it, a glider. Those are the ones that you have to push yeah. a little bit harder. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Okay. 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 That was a yeah. scary one. That that felt very, very real. That did feel real. Yeah. That Even was... though that one, I feel like, is the most easily like done one to fake. It felt more real. I don't know. I know. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Let's see what this one is. Poltergeist. Jake McDonald mm-hmm. of YouTube caught this video of paranormal activity after a cleaning woman would not go back into the home to get her cleaning supplies. Yeah, I don't know what she's talking about. She's all scared. I was like, really? Yeah, she sent me back in to get the mop. Holy shit. <gasps> uh, oh. <laughs> wow. Mm. What? Oh my Sexually. god. She was lying. Holy shit. So Hold leave. On. What are you doing? Mm, I don't know. I don't believe it. Someone you know could be I sitting in that, in that cabinet. cabinet. It's yeah. like a little kid. He sounds too, like, oh. He's like, oh, oh shit. What's going on Look here? That. Oh, oh, no. I don't like, buy it. Like, he's like Donald. giving it a cue to keep going. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I no, that's that's way fake. <laughs> These are so good. Do for TikTok. A few more. All right. Skinwalker called for my dog Beanie this time. Haunting update. Okay. 
So who is Skinwalker? Do you know this individual? Skinwalker? Oh my goodness. Have you never heard of those? I have oh not. my god. We gotta do Wait, they just like that. naked people walking around in the woods? Sort of. They're shapeshifters. Oh. Mm-mm. Oh god, oh god. Oh god. I'm scared. Oh, God. Mm. Hi, Rosie. Okay. Nah. Okay, I see why she's so scared, because she hears something outside of her window, in case you guys didn't get that. Okay. I thought she was was going to show something. I was like, what am I supposed to be looking for? (sighs) That one's really easily faked, but if it was real, that's honestly horrifying. Okay, I have to mute this one. I made this TikTok for fun when my daughter and I just left it in my drafts. Oops. Saw something crawling under my son's bed. Uh, did you guys oh, see it? I see it. Uh, yep, you see it. See, oh. I feel like that's fake because, like, if she could have a pet or something. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That definitely looks like a cat. Or like, something. I see the tail or something. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I don't know. I think that one's fake. Creepy if it's real, but not might that. Might be a creepy. misunderstanding. But yeah. yeah. A couple more. This was fun. I had a fun episode with you. Oh God! Don't turn around. I don't. Oh Jesus Christ! Do <laughs> you remember that stupid video that we used to show, like everyone in the family, with the guy that with the car that went over the hill, <laughs> yeah. screaming? For some reason, I feel like this one might be a a fake. Oh, God, the light. Nope. Mm-mm. Not about that at all. No way. Nope. Mm-mm. It's your house now, not mine. No. <laughs> <gasps> Uh, I don't know. That's uh, fake. It was way too done up. You know? I don't know. You know. Very if it's real, but I don't believe it. Oh, Lord. It's the last one. My soul left my, my damn body. body. <laughs> <laughs> Yon Marco with you every day. <laughs> right. <laughs> every night. Around this time. I cut this light off in the living room and it comes right back on Ugh. when I get in bed. What the ghost doing? Like, 
you ghost. Do you pay the damn electricity? <laughs> Cut the shit off. <laughs> Cut it off now. <laughs> and it did. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, what a good one to end on. That was fucking funny as hell. Hilarious. <laughs> that was so good. Oh my that god. So funny. That was That's funny. Hilarious. Dude, I had fun with you. This was a really fun episode. This was a really fun episode. And I still have two freaking stalker stories. God, yes! I forgot! Oh, God, I was yes! Say. I was hoping that, that we could think of something else. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so I'm going to save the best for last, and I'll kind of try to, like, sum mine up to the best of my ability in, like, five minutes or less, because okay, okay. it really isn't as crazy as the last stalker story, because that but one is No, no. Easy. Feel like you have, if you want to go into detail, totally can, because I'm well, here. I'm listening. So, for everyone that's watching, um, this in between April and May of 2017. And to preserve the nature of these people, their names are going to be changed throughout the story. Mm. Um, except for me, because obviously I'm telling the story. Yes. So we are in April, let's say, I don't have exact dates, but when I was going back through court documents, it I was kind of reminded that it took place in late April, early May. Mm. Um, I, at the time, was working at a hair salon in Kilmarnock. And, like, my usual routine, <laughs> Sam said Ashley is the main character. <laughs> POV, I character, and I don't like it because I don't like how the story ends. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> so it does suck. You so, are the main character in this person's yeah. life, dude. Yeah. So... My usual routine when I got off work at the time was I get off work, you know, I'm not married. I didn't have kids. Um, so I go to the tanning bed after work. And on this particular day, I planned to go to the tanning bed and then to the grocery store, which was like a few stores down from the tanning bed. Yeah. So I pulled into the tanning bed parking lot. And um, at the time, I'm driving a 2015 uh, Nissan Rogue, and I do have personalized license plates. Mm. So anyone that knew me knew, like, if you see my license plates, it's me that's driving yes, the vehicle. I remember. Mm-hmm. Remember. So I get out, and I'm walking into the tanning bed, and there is a gentleman. Let's name him Bob. Mm. Bob is standing by the entrance door of the tanning bed. So me just not really like giving it a second thought. I'm thinking like, you know, Bob's got a girlfriend in the tanning bed. He's waiting for her to come out. He's going to give her a ride, whatever. I go in the tanning bed. I'm in there for maybe 15 minutes or so. I come out. Bob's gone, whatever. Um, I get in my car and I drive over working spaces. I'm going to go to the grocery store and I have to get groceries. And I didn't want to walk all the way from Food Lion back to the tanning bed with like a cart full of groceries. So I just bumped my car over a few spaces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the grocery store, got my stuff. I'm at the checkout counter and I happen to look out into the parking lot where I can see my vehicle. And I notice that Bob is leaning up against my vehicle. So I'm like, oh okay, God. this is strange, but I'm not 
uh, I'm not freaking out yet because I'm like, I've seen Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Haha, no pun intended. <laughs> but so um, the guy that I was engaged to at the time, I called him and I'm like, this is what's going on. Mm. I saw this guy at the tanning bed and now he's apparently leaning up against my car. I just want to to show him that I'm on the phone with somebody. Right. Like I want him to see that I'm talking to Absolutely. Somebody. Exactly what I would have done. Definitely. Right. Mm-hmm. For my safety. Mm-hmm. Um, also... I do conceal carry. I do have my conceal carry permit. So yes. that's another thing that that's I'm good. like, mm, I'm not too super worried because I am always a protected, protected. person. Mm-hmm. Always. Yes, ma'am. I don't want to have to use it, but if I have to, I can. You protect yourself. Yeah. Which is so awful that we have to do that in this world. But you have yeah. to do it, especially if you're a woman. You yep. So. Yep. I am on the phone. I'm walking out. You know, and by this time, Bob sees that I'm on the telephone and he starts walking to the nearest gas station, walking away from my vehicle. So I'm like, okay, creeper alert. He's obviously gone for the day. Like, no big deal. Whatever. I go home. I forget about the whole encounter. And it wasn't even necessarily like an encounter. Mm -hmm. It was just the fact that I see this random weirdo like lurking around my vehicle. And I'm thinking he's probably going to steal something because he's. He's leaning up against my vehicle. Right. And he just saw me walk into the tank, but it was just weird. Mm. So he said, so I am. (laughs) So uh, two days goes by. It's now Friday at work. And I pull into the parking lot at the salon that I'm working at at the time. And. We all, all the stylists park in the back of the shop so the clients can have the front of the shop. Um, so as I'm, I'm driving into the back, I'm, you know, drive my car back there. I back my vehicle in and I get out and I come inside and I go into the kitchen area of the shop and I'm setting all my stuff down. Mm-hmm. And one of the girls I work with comes back and she's like, uh, there's somebody out by your vehicle. Are you waiting for somebody? Do you know? No. God, I look out of this window, and there's Bob by my vehicle again two Fuck days off, later. Bob. Oh, my God. So somehow he's managed to figure out now he knows where I work, mm. and I don't know how. Mm. Um, so I immediately pulled both of my bosses aside, both of my employers, and I, and I, I told them what happened the other day at the tanning bed at the grocery store. Right, and right. I'm like, this is the same guy that followed me right. from the tanning bed to the grocery store. And now he's here. And I don't know how he's here or why he's here. Right. Oh um, yeah. So they call the police and the cops come and they're like, we know this guy, you know, he's harmless. He probably just wants to have a conversation with her. Sure. And I'm like, well, I don't want to have a conversation with him. So he needs right. to go. Absolutely. Yep. So my boss is then filed for a protection order for the whole shop against him. So he was not allowed oh, within awesome. like, wow, I think it was like 200, might've been 500 feet of the shop. Okay. Like, so he was not wow. allowed on the premises whatsoever for any okay. reason. That's good. The next, um, so they filed that and that they, I think they had that like maybe within, this was a Friday. I think they might've had it passed like Tuesday or Wednesday of the next week. And, um, shortly after that, he's walking past the salon again, Mm. looking into the window, watching me do hair. Jesus effing Christ. So just to kind of give you guys like a, um, 
So I can imagine this in my mind's eye, Ashley. I remember the store. It was kind of bring you into Mm -hmm. into the shop where I worked at. You'd walk in. There was three separate rooms, and I worked on an enclosed porch because it was a refurbished older house. And the front porch had a bunch of windows, and I worked in front of a window. So this guy is like literally standing on the lawn, in this like in front of the shop, watching me do hair through the window. Jesus, so of course. I turn around and there's Bob just. Oh my God, Ashley. Ah! So I alert my bosses and I'm like, he's here. Somebody call the police. He's watching me do hair. He's, he's here again. And so the way the protective orders work is he was served and notified that he was not supposed to be anywhere on the premises of the shop. Holy shit. So when you have a protective order in place, party that the protective order is for, they have to be personally notified that this is what's going on. You fucked up. You're not supposed to be in this yes. place at all for like X amount of months, days, weeks, whatever. Right. right. So then a warrant was out for his arrest because he violated the protective order. Mm-hmm. They couldn't find him. So then we were like, okay, we're, we're just going to let it go. Like, whatever. Wow. Yeah. Let the whole weekend go. Never saw or heard anything from him. Mm. That following Monday. Meanwhile, I'm like keeping all of my family up to date. and Everyone's like, who is this guy? Like nobody knows who this guy is. Um, He was like 28 at the time and I was 21, 22. Oh, Ashley. Oh my God. Mm. Yeah. That gives me the ick. Mm. Yeah. It's an ick. It's an ick story. Mm. So that following Monday, not to mention, like, this was right before my first wedding. So mm. I'm literally having to deal with all of this Jesus right before Christ. I got married. So it's like stress on top of stress on top of stress. Mm-hmm. So that following Monday, I had a great day. No issues over the weekend. And I worked weekends, you know, like no issues over the weekend. Um, I went into work on Monday and I worked maybe eight or nine hours and I left. I walked to the back of the parking lot. I got in my car. I reached, um, I put my purse in my passenger seat and I looked over in my passenger seat to grab my phone so I could call my uh, fiance at the time and to, you know, say, hey, I'm done with work. Do you want to meet me here for dinner? Mm-hmm. I reach for my phone. I pick up my phone. And as soon as I'm looking at my phone to dial his number, Bob is beating <gasps> both fists on my driver's side windshield. Holy shit. And oh my, my fight or flight kicked in. And I chose flight because I'm in the back of this parking lot all by myself. Yes. So I put my car in drive. I burned out of the parking lot and I immediately called my boss and I was like he's back in the parking lot Jesus Christ and the woman that I the women but this particular boss that I called like she never takes shit off anyone so I immediately was like he's here yeah like call somebody go get him like I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna hang around I don't want to find out what he wants from me he was just gonna beat my window in right like a psychopath so I take off I'm like I went to a random parking lot and just sat there in my car, just shaking, trying to get my shit together. I had called a particular officer that had given me his personal phone number and was saying, if you have any problems with him, give me a call. He's done this before. If you look on his public track record, (laughs) 
he's got a track record of doing this kind of thing, but because it was all typically like harmless behavior, he would never, no one ever pressed charges on him. Wow. So he has now violated the protective order for the shop two, three times now. And he's violated the protective order that I also personally took out on him twice now. Oh my God, Ashley. So when I called my boss or, you know, as I was pulling out, I called her. I'm like, he's been in the back of the parking lot. Go get him, mm-hmm. go find him. He was gone. Oh my He was God. gone. I, I was sitting in the parking lot. I'm trying to get my shit together. I call the officer that gave me his personal phone number and I had just explained to him what happened. And he said, all right, that's all I need to know. We're going to take a warrant after his arrest. We're going to go get this guy. They spent like, I think they finally got him on a Thursday. Jesus. So days had gone by. Jesus. Keep in mind, this guy has no real like, set address he kind of was like living out of an apartment but he might have been squatting i don't really think that he had like a true like place of residence so they searched for him for two three days couldn't find him couldn't find him couldn't find him but you know they're like we're gonna get this guy we just have to be patient we know Mm -hmm. his patterns we'll talk to some of the people he hangs out with see where he's at we're gonna get this guy so finally that following i believe it was like a thursday or friday later on in the week You know, I called a follow up with the officer and I'm like, have you guys heard anything? Have you Mm. seen anything? And he's like, no, I'm sorry. And neither had I at this point. I hadn't seen him. I hadn't heard anything. Um, And this guy didn't, Bob, the guy that was stalking me, didn't have my phone number or my social media. So I wasn't being stalked like online. It was just strictly in person. So he wasn't sending me like any messages or any threatening emails or phone calls or voicemails. Mm -hmm. It was strictly just in person. Um, so, you know, I call the officer and I'm like, you know, I'm hanging out at home on a Thursday, Friday after work. And I'm like, that's okay. You know, it's no big deal. I have faith. You guys are going to get him. It's, it's going to happen. So about 30 minutes goes by and the officer calls me back. He said, you are actually never going to believe this when I tell you this. Oh, my God. And he said, I sat down at the dinner table with my wife to have dinner with her. And Bob walked right past his window. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, my God, Ashley. He said, so I went and he said, you know, hey, I just want to talk to you. No hard feelings, but uh, what is it with this girl that you're so fixated on? You know, what is it about her? Yeah. He says, oh, Ashley. (gasps) So now he knows my name. Oh, my God, Ashley. And the officer's like, yeah, Ashley, you know, what is it about her that you just can't seem to, like, grasp this concept of leaving her alone? Right. And, you know, the officer was like, you just, you scared the hell out of her because you almost beat her windshield in, like her driver's side windshield with your fist the other day. You know, you you can't do that to people. You can't, you don't do that sort of thing. And he said, well, I just wanted to ask her for a cigarette. Oh my God. So this happened in May of 2017, but I had my very last cigarette on January 1st, 2017. Ooh. So that tells me right there that he's probably been stalking me at the shop for months. Jesus Christ. So January, February, March, April, May. So I've gone four months without smoking a cigarette. Oh. And he claims that a cigarette was his reason for oh beating my on my windshield. God. 
when I haven't had a cigarette. That's horrifying. Holy yeah. shit. So he's like, you know, I get it, man. You're just so anyways. So they ended up taking him in. Um, I'm in court two days before I get married, mm. <laughs> putting this guy away in jail. Um, and luckily I felt very lucky because I had both of my employers there, uh, for mm-hmm. so much support. And if I didn't have either one of them, I don't think I would have been able to have gotten through it. Honestly, oh, gosh, there's yeah. no way that I would have, I could have sat in there by myself mm. in the courtroom. Mm. Um, so he was sentenced to six months and, um, the judge asked him if there was anything that he would like to say to me, if he would like to apologize, you know, anything. And he basically was like, no, I don't have anything I ha- I want to say to that oh bitch. God. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. Wow. So he uh, served for, I believe, and then got out last eight weeks on good behavior. The kicker is when somebody like that when you are the victim of a situation like that the officers will call you and tell you your uh, stalker is now at a jail <gasps> they'll, they'll notify you okay so i got a phone call notifying me that he was out um at this point i had like gotten a new vehicle i'm pretty sure at the time like i went out and like got a honda civic and that's what i started driving to work yeah. with just like random plates on them nothing personalized because <laughs> it scared the hell out of me Um, and I want to say maybe two or three days after he had gotten out of jail, he decided that he was going to start stalking another female that I personally know. Um, and how he got caught this time was he was jumping out of the dumpster, scaring the shit out of her, (laughs) which is not funny, but it's like, this is what he's crazy. So, yeah. And then oh he went God, back to jail yeah. for a little while after that. I don't know where he's at now. I haven't seen him. I haven't heard anything. I don't know. Oh, holy shit, dude. I don't know. That's horrifying that you yeah. don't know because it's like you'll never not know. Yeah. Oh, you'll never know. You'll never yeah. know for sure. Haven't Jesus. seen him. Haven't heard anything. So I'm like, I guess oh, Ashley, pretty much horrifying. in the clear. So I hope so. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my wow. that's my story. Thank you for sharing it. I've heard it before, but man, I just, that gets me every time. That is yeah. unbelievable. It is. And it's, it, it, it's almost like, like, what do you really not understand? Like, especially after the law is involved, everybody else is involved. It's like, what do you just not? Something does not click in there. What's, what what's is not, it that you're not clicking, clicking with? Right. Oh my God. It's so, so scary to think that people like that exist in this world. Yep. Jesus fucking Christ. So Ooh. this is just Ooh. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Mm-mm. This is why I conceal carry, especially now that I have a child. Understand. Yes. So ma'am. anyone that's watching this, don't come for me. Mm. And I specifically remembered saying to the officers, um, because I, I felt like that lull between the last time where he was beating on my windshield mm-hmm. and th- that lull where they couldn't find him and bring him in. Uh, you know, I specifically remember saying to one of the officers, I'm like, y'all need to do something about this because if you don't, I will. And mm. nobody is going to like that outcome. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, yep, what, what do you ma'am. want me to do? I'm not going to. Yeah, what are you supposed to do? That's the thing. You either die or. Yeah. 
yeah. I'm not yeah. good with damsel in distress shit. I can tell you no that. fucking way. If bro. I have to hold my own, I'm going to hold my own. But yes, luckily, bitch. I didn't have to. God, I hope so. you never have to. That's horrifying. Mm, mm. <sighs> so. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That was like a lot. You're very welcome. You're very yeah. welcome. And it's funny because um, the woman that took 35 years to talk about her story, I feel like five years have gone by and really only a handful of people know that about me. Oh, it's yeah, just not Ashley. something yeah. you like bring up in casual conversation. Like, hey, I, I was stalked. Yeah, you just say that kind of shit to people, but it's like, yeah, in a prompted conversation, it's justified. But yeah, it's it's Mm. chaos. Awful. Fuck that guy. Is there anything that you would like to add, or any anything else you want to talk about (sighs) before I get into this last little bit of chaos? I want to hear it. Mm. What are you sipping on? You need to tell people what you're sipping on. I'm sipping on Moscato. I think. Cheers. I think I know it's really sweet for you. <laughs> We're like opposite sides of the spectrum right now on wine. Completely. Um, so I love a deep, dark, blood red wine. That's mm-hmm. my thing. I love it. You and Joey. I'm a big fan of Chamborson. I'm a big fan of red blends. Um, this is actually a bottle that my sister gave me for my birthday from mm-hmm. uh, Josh Wine Cellars. It's a Pinot Noir, and it's really good. And it reminds me of Joey every time I drink it. He loves Pinot Noir. Yes, it's really good. Mm-hmm. So last but certainly not least, <sighs> and everyone that's been watching with us this far if you guys are still with us thank you so much because i know this yes. is a long you guys episode. are wonderful yeah you have to let us know what you think in the comments this is just yeah. insane yeah yeah everyone that's hung with us this far you guys are super awesome and it's so so heavily appreciated joey says red <laughs> and pinot noir <laughs> oh, i love you joey <laughs> so this last one um i found actually on reddit let's not meet that's why I said I was familiar with this. Um, and this story was from eight years ago. Um, it was posted eight years ago by user Ringo B. Oh, I'm sorry, Ringo B. Eighty two. Okay. Uh, this is my stalker story, and I lived so far. Oh God. Chef's so far. That's the sad thing about these stories is they never really end. So I want to, I just want to say, I got going through the comments after this one. And as far as I know, this guy is still okay. He's good to go. So (sighs) my freshman year of college was one of the funnest years of my life. And some of my fondest memories are from that year. But it was also the scariest and strangest year to date. I'm 31 now. And this was eight years ago. So Ringo B is probably 39, 40, if I had to guess. Okay, okay. This is thanks to one story in particular. There are actually a couple more that I might post some other time that take place over the entire school year. I still sometimes wonder how this really happened and I didn't end up a shut-in nut job and it still freaks me out to this day. I've only talked about it once or twice since it happened 13 years ago. Again, we have somebody else that is just now coming forward with their story years and years later. August 2001, like most freshmen, I live in the dorms at a state party school. I opted out of the good school I got into. Um, I guess I had a little steam to blow off after graduating from a military slash college prep boarding school. Plus, after a sports injury, I didn't exactly have any specific plan 
for life that went past Saturday night, if you know what I mean, which we all do. Mm -hmm. Um, A good buddy from military school, Bill, went to the same college and lived a few floors below in the same dorm as me. So, of course, we were getting the party started before my parents' exhaust fumes had even evaporated from the parking lot. For the most part, the first month or so of college was pretty much like that, normal. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to most of my classes. I partied just about every night, chased girls around, and that was enough for me for the moment. Um, But things began to change one night sometime in mid-September, and college for me would never be normal again. Mm. Um, So we're talking, this is 2001. So Ringo B. states, my dorm phone, which is a landline, um, because it's only 2001, rings in the middle of the night. He answers, hello. On the other end, I can only really describe the voice as the kind you picture when you think about a computer talking. (gasps) Kind of like you hear the early model car GPSs or like if you had a TomTom, if anyone mm-hmm. remembers what it, like how a TomTom sounded, just kind of very like robotic almost. Mm, okay. Um, Hi, Gary. How are you today? Not fully awake. I'm just confused at this point. Who is this? He repeats, hi, Gary. How are you today? It becomes clear I'm being fucked with. So I hang up and chuckle. Fucking Bill. Nice one. I passed back out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck you, Bill. Nice try. (laughs) (laughs) Bill and Amy, or whatever her name was. (laughs) I I end up forgetting about the call for a few days and never mention to Bill or anyone else. About a week later, I get another call, the same time of the night. Hi, Gary. I'm watching you. Nice. Jesus. Very cliche. Seriously, Bill, how are you not knee deep in Everclear or Tri Delta at this hour? Enough already. Cade, my roommate at the time, is going to start getting pissed. I hang up. I casually confront my oh so clever amigo at breakfast the next morning, purposely not trying to bite too hard to give him a payoff that might have incentivized continued calls. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wasn't 100% sure it was actually him and not another one of my douchebag friends. He gives a genuinely confused response, whatever. So a couple days after second call, I come home and see that I had multiple messages on my answering machine. (gasps) Oh, boy. What the fuck? I barely knew that thing even worked. So um, it's a computer voiceover guy that's reading him the messages because this is at a point in time where... I don't know how old our viewers are, but if you, I'm almost 30. So if you press a button on your answering machine, it'll read you the messages back. Um, And this was before a time where it was the actual person speaking. So they used a CVG system. Um, Message number one, my machine cuts off one to two seconds of the message in, which tells me it's a bot set to play message upon answer. Hi, Gary. I'm watching you. (gasps) Message two. Stop. I thought I asked you to answer my calls, Gary. Message three. Where might Gary be on a Tuesday night? So one of my friends is clearly an asshole or bored enough to really push for a reaction here. The next day, I play the messages for Cade, who is his roommate who was around during the calls, which were apparently earlier in the night when he was still awake. He'd been a close buddy since we were in junior high, but we'd sort of taken separate paths after high school. So anyway, 
he's aware I'm a wild child and thinks nothing of the first couple messages. By the third, he's a little spooked. Then I walk down to a couple other buddies' rooms and casually but immediately bring up the subject. Nothing. Oh, my God. Over the next couple of days, I press all close and semi-close friends but get zero answers and zero suspects. Mm. The calls start coming more frequently over the next couple of months, starting at once a week, then to once every two to three days, up to every day by Christmas break. Oh my God. So this started mid-September and now has followed this gentleman to Christmas break, these messages, and now they're going on like every day. Wow. Um, uh, I don't say anything to my family at that point, although I really, really should have. What started out as a decent beginning of college turned into not showing for any of my classes, tests, nothing. Grades reflect, and I am too busy answering for a .67 GPA to talk about some dumb prank that would likely be dismissed as a pathetic attempt at grades explanation. So Mm -hmm. it goes. Mm -hmm. An uneventful Christmas break and back to school determined to become a new man. Um, I got to get my shit together with these grades. So I tell Bill I'm going to chill out and focus on school. My first night back after Christmas break, I get my first spring semester call. Answering machine. CVG man. Here he comes again. Oh, my God. How is your family in Cyprus? Oh, my God. That was his hometown suburb. Fuck. Okay. Now, this is fucking bullshit, man. What kind of douche lords am I hanging out with that even have the discipline to drag out a prank this long? I get the answer to that question a few days later, and the answer is none of them. So it's nobody he knows. Oh, my God. Calls become threatening and downright dark. I'm very interested, Gary, in being close to you. Yeah, with that kind of the weird sentence structure like that is what he says. I have tools I can bring. It is going to all be over soon. Oh my God. One day I bring Bill and all my other buddies up to hear the messages. I never deleted a single one for some reason. I guess when things happen over longer periods of time, you don't really feel the cumulative impact until laying out the complete package of evidence. The guys are in shock. Um, I guess I should mention that some of these calls got really specific in making sure to note specific details about my parents' address as well as the violence they are planning on doing to (gasps) me. Um, Cut open your esophagus, Gary, with a butter knife. And all sorts of other crap that is sort of blurred together through the hundreds upon hundreds of calls I got over the entire school year. Jesus Christ. A chick friend of mine that I'd really liked in high school named Layla goes to a different school hundreds of miles away. We've reconnected thanks to good old AIM and talked uh, from time to time on the phone. CVG had mentioned a couple of times your friend and made threats about this unspecified person from time to time. Mm. But your friend turned into your friend Layla. Layla and I are the only two people ever named in these calls, but it did get me wondering if this was a new lead source. Layla Mm -hmm. is clueless about the situation when I call her about it. Awesome. So he's lost that lead. I know that background was long to read, but you'll understand why I had to explain the situation when I tell you about what happens next. Um, One night, 
we're all partying and drinking at some hotel. Forgot to mention all that straight A crap was out of the window. <laughs> and um, a different buddy, Carl, has a nice big truck we'd all go everywhere in. But Carl's passed out drunk at the hotel after pounding an entire bottle of whatever the fuck. I'm not really drinking tonight and want to get back to my own bed. I snatched Carl's keys to drive back to campus thinking I'll drive back in the morning to come pick everyone up. So Gary's left all his drunk friends at the hotel. He's leaving in Carl's truck to go back to his apartment because he wants to sleep in his own bed. Understandably so. Mm -hmm. Um, This was one of the few times I'd ever driven that year. So I wasn't tip top on my directions. Um, I make an early turn and am somehow down a road I've never seen. I realize this pretty quick, but I figure I've got the general direction of campus peg, so I can just continue the wrong road until hitting a familiar highway that I knew I'd eventually have to hit um, that's close to campus. Mm -hmm. I'm finding myself in open fields, still a paved road and everything, but aside from the road, there was absolutely nothing, and it was completely black. 3 a.m., There's this really strange four-way stop I come upon. Strange because I'm probably the fourth person in a year to drive on that road. Unnecessary? (laughs) I don't think so. Anyways, I trudge along, eventually get to the familiar highway, and I'm home free. (laughs) A few days later, CVG, good old answering machine, interrupts his usual depraved threatening to mention that specific four-way day (gasps) and time that I was on it. Which, like I said, was around 3 a.m. and there was not a soul in sight. So, yeah, I now realize CVG is obviously tracking my movements somehow. Note, I later joined the military working in the intelligence community and worked special operations and tracked bad guys all over the world. To this day, I still can't figure out how this dude knew I was in the middle of those fields on that date in the middle of the night. I never mentioned it to anyone. Yes. How is it? You lose sleep over that. Holy shit. (laughs) Around March, this apparent rendezvous became CVG's focal point. And he'd make sure to let me know the day was close. The calls were coming in no fewer than 10 or 15 every single day. Seriously, the ringer was now off, courtesy of Cade. And I turned down the volume of answering machi- of the answering machine as his phone calls were recorded. But I finally get the message I've been waiting for. Keep in mind, I've now become somewhat famous, infamous, mm. um, at this university by now because of CBG. People were constantly knocking on my door, wanting to hear all the messages. Friend of a friend, oh whoever. God, how annoying. It was all the people wanted to hear about at the parties. Blah, blah, blah. For a split second, it was cool because I'm pretty sure I ended up getting a few dates indirectly from introductions conceived through interest in the guy with the stalker. Don't judge me. Mm. Moving right along. The day, time, location are set. CVG says... We will meet in front of Coleman Hall at midnight, Wednesday, the 27th of April, and we will take our friendship to the next level. (gasps) I know what you were thinking. And yeah, throughout the year, I had considered the possibility that I was dealing with a female. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. And I was definitely that kind of dude when I was 18, 19 years old. The kind that that could have attracted clinginess and anger. But I started to rule out female for various reasons that only a fellow E.N. 
FJ would understand. Look it up if you're not tracking. Mm -hmm. I can build profiles with a very high ratio of accuracy to available information. This creep just didn't feel like a female to me. It didn't even feel like a peer. Um, I was convinced I was dealing with mid-30s white male computer nerd that I'd come in contact with at some point in my life. Doesn't really matter because what I ended up finding out on Wednesday, the 27th of April, which, by the way, is Layla's birthday. Mm. Interesting. It's very interesting. So, of course, everyone wants to be part of this juicy story, and there's a pretty ridiculous amount of testosterone floating around the dorm on game day. Um, This was a real-life creepster and a legit horror story unfolding before their very eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, And groupthink will subvert caution if property motivated. These guys are ready to defend me with their lives. Just ask them. I know. So while these monkeys are getting all hopped up on Mountain Dew, I stay home that afternoon wondering what the fuck I was going to do at midnight. Of course... I was going to go, but dude, yeah, I've always been an athlete and in good shape, wrestling, football, baseball teams, yada, yada, but I'm still a 19-year-old white male, good parents, grew up middle to upper class, white suburbia. I had a good life. In other words, I can definitely hold my own in a street fight, but this, whatever this is, doesn't feel anything like a street fight or any other kind of fight I'd been in. This is a disturbed, violent, angry, possibly grown-ass psychopath that has decided to dedicate almost a full year of his life to targeting and terrorizing me. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little friggin' nervous. My home team crowd steadily built throughout the afternoon and evening with probably close to 70 or 80 guys that rallied for Gary. Um, And they grouped at the dorm's common area where we were connected to the female dorm on the first floor. Smoking cigarettes and talking about beating the shit out of people and getting fucked up and all that other generic cliche cliche shit you can imagine. Once the party hour approaches, though, over half of those guys splinter off into various other propositions that probably included more traditional fun like beer bongs and sorority girls. Hmm. I'm left with about a 15 to 20 member platoon. I had decided earlier that I was not going to allow these knuckleheads to shadow me, but I could definitely use them in case of emergency. I didn't want to risk him spooking out of the meat. Um, So I let them know they will need to stay inside the dorm doors of the common area while I walk out to the meeting spot. Coleman Hall was adjacent to our connected girls dorm, and it was about 300 paces outside door to door to get to Coleman. Um, the witching hour came, so I leave the crew to begin the longest couple hundred or so paces of my life. Oh my, God. my boys can see me through the glass doors, but wouldn't really be able to see much once I get to the Coleman Hall door. Um, about a hundred paces out from my spot, from where Gary's standing, I observe two things at the same time. One. Some kind of small, quick movement in front of the patio walkway that goes all the way around the building. And two, the movement was in a spot along the walkway where the only normally uber bright bulb is out. I'm not exactly sure exactly how I was able to see him, but I suddenly realized someone is crouched behind one of the um, the cookie cutter bushes outside of the patio perimeter against one of the building pillars. Um, in dark clothes and a hoodie, he's a few feet off from the path where I'm supposed to meet him just in a bush, just oh my God. Right now. 
and positioned to where I really should not have been able to see him, given the pillar blocking any shadow, plus the burnt out, I later found out, smashed out light bulb. In fact, oh I could God. have never, I could have easily walked all the way to the door without ever have noticing someone down there. Holy Nobody. shit. I sort of jumped mid-step as this happens, and I see him raise up a little, thinking I might have seen him. I see him raise up and take a step toward me, <gasps> and fight or flight hits. I've learned that my particular fight or flight chooses fight in more mild situations, flight during intense situations, but for shit your pants situations, <laughs> it's scarier to run away with your back to whatever oh, scary God, shit yeah. I'm dealing with. So I fight. Before I realize what I'm doing, I'm in a dead sprint towards this motherfucker who I'm guessing sees what I can't see yet, which is my platoon busting through the glass doors in hot pursuit behind me. Oh, my God. Creepster nopes the fuck out of there, runs on the patio alongside Coleman Hall toward the parking lot. I can I, uh, I can tell this isn't the mid-30s computer nerd I'd predicted. Creepster is above average height above average build and built athletically. Um, that's all I could really tell. I'm not even sure if he was white because he was at least tan, if not Hispanic, Middle Eastern, etc. cetera. Um, I'm really booking it as he turns on a dime at the edge of the building. I realize I'm moving fast enough to catch him, but everyone else is really far behind me. I also realize I'm moving so fast, I won't be protected as I turn hard right at the corner of the building to go get this guy. Yeah. Um, I see the van sitting alone in a parking lot in front of me. So <gasps> this creep is running towards this, this van in the parking lot. Um, as I turn the corner, I see the van, it's, it's sitting there. Um, it's running and brake lights flicker on and off, park into drive and begins inching towards the exit. Home Slice is of course heading for the van, which for some reason sent this whole new level of fear into me because oh now yeah. he's not only dealing with the guy he's chasing, but there's somebody else in the driver's seat. Yes. That's oh my God. Yeah. It, so it's a getaway van essentially. Um, you know, this is it. This is really happening. And I'm going to get fucking murdered tonight. But I can't stop. Something keeps me moving forward. I guess I'd come this far. I'll deal with the crazy bullshit for almost a full year now, completely unable to do anything other than try to ignore it. Mm. I'm not exactly going places academically at this point, And my life doesn't quite have all that much purpose to it yet. Um, and if I'm going to get schwacked, I will at least know that this crap will be over with. Right. Um, plus, I still have a chance to get this madman before he gets away. If I could get close enough to dive tackle, I would still be on my own to deal with this creepster, his driver. And now I realize there's a third one that was manning the sliding door to the van. Oh, my God. Awesome. I don't care how badass you think you are when you're a 19-year-old jock. Your chances of taking down three grown men that are already violent criminals and prepare to victimize are about one in not going to fucking happen. Um, my turn is wide and slow due to being in a full-on sprint and I lose ground. Um, I'm probably 20 yards from the lot when he does a flying leap into the side of the van. There could not have been any rows of seats for a leap like that. So the van's just... It's a shell, essentially. Yeah. Um, creepster number three slams the sliding door van 
shuts, just slams the door shut and they peel out of the parking lot. Oh my gone, God. Just like that. Um, the relief of not being kidnapped, bound and gagged in that van with three psychos who most likely had some pretty horrific plans for me. Jesus Christ. Is now just as strong as the dread of the fact that I'm, it's still not over with. Um, oh, he didn't get the guy. Yeah. I was speechless, and so was my platoon as they catch up a minute later. A few of them caught up enough to witness the parking lot scene, but no one was talking. Testosterone has now been replaced with genuine and earnest concern. They all just stood there with me, catching their breath and making sure that I was all right. One guy even asked if I got a plate number, and I did not. Oh, shit. Nobody got a plate number. Um, We finally start walking back. And I'm reliving the scene as we retrace our steps on the way back to the dorm. As we get closer to the original meeting spot, I see something that scares me more than anything else in the entire equation has up to this point. On the opposite side of the pillar, where creepy McCreep person was crouching, there's a video camera sitting on a stand pointed right at the spot I would have been standing at when I should have not been able to notice him. And the camera is recording. Yes. That's good. Is it though? That, th- that he could have at least evidence. So he goes through the camera and there's nothing on the camera. Oh no. There's no, it's just, and that I'm referring to the comments um, because somebody asks him, what do you think the camera was for? Do you think it could have been used for a snuff gotcha. film? Which that was like my first thought was someone's like targeting this guy just at random. It kind of yeah. seems like maybe he's just out here plucking people off, selling it on the dark web for money because people God, pay a lot of money yeah. for that shit. I yeah. know. God, that's yeah. so fucked up. But yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. That was creepy. But uh, uh, after that, he never got any more messages. I was reading in the comments. He never got any more messages. No one ever bothered him again. Um, I think he ended up finishing school. But, of course, when you go through something like that, it's that's pretty damn traumatizing. I just – my brain is – Sam laughs at me whenever I say this. But I – that is so unbelievable that my brain, Mm -hmm. like, does not process that as real. Like, I I believe that it's real, but my brain does not. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's unbelievable that that kind of evil exists in this world. And and the fact that it was like a three-man job. God gives me got a video camera just recording recording what you're about to do. The recording gets me, dude. Yeah, and he says that he was trying to, like, go back on the footage in the video camera, but it ended up just being, like, the guy had was, like, panning around, like, looking at all the dorms, like, I guess, showing the audience where he was or where he would have been. Gotcha. But my guess, my best guess is with the very detailed um, voice messages on the CVG machine, uh, it it makes me feel like snuff film, sell it on the dark mm, web. Definitely. Off of it. I agree. I, I agree. Know. I agree. Jesus, this episode was wild from start to fucking finish. It was wild. It was a long one. I know. It was a good one. This was was very interesting. Thank you for sharing all that you did and for doing all that hard work. That was great. Cheers. Thank you for having me. Cheers. 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 Guys, you guys will have to let us know what you think. My stomach hurts. (laughs) I'm trying to take all that in. This whole 
episode has kept me on edge. Yes. <laughs> Genuinely, I'm like literally on the edge of my seat. But thank you. Yeah, that was great. Bye. Have a good night. Bye, everybody. Bye.